0: Welcome back to Turf Talk My name's Lewis Tomlinson And it is the Dublin Racing Festival This weekend we've had to retake the start Because apparently I didn't sound enthusiastic enough That was coming from the most miserable man I know James Watson How are you doing pal?
1: (laughs) Hello everyone Um, Doing really well Looking forward to this weekend There's a lot of top quality action To be wrapped up Sat on your couch with the miserable weather You can't go anywhere so there's nothing better than sit and enjoy the Leopardstown card and mother um, well, sport everywhere, to be honest.
0: Yeah, and town aren't playing, so i get to watch a Saturday card for once.
1: Even better, you've got rugby, you've got the, the, the test on in the morning starting at 4 o'clock. Then you've got, uh, I think the Big Bash final is on on Saturday as well. Uh, you've got the rugby on Saturday afternoon, you've got the racing Saturday afternoon, it's a sports fans' dream. Super Bowl Sunday night. What more would you like? I will be watching
0: only the racing. <laughs> All the rest can be banned and I wouldn't care. Uh, it is, it's, a, it's, a, it's a fantastic, fantastic weekend of action to get through. Obviously, they've managed to save the Cotswold and the Cleave from last weekend. There's also uh, the grade on Silly Isles put sand down as well before we get into anything the grand national entries were out this week so i need to talk about grand national corner uh it's nothing particularly surprising a, a couple you might have expected to see in the lineup that weren't native river obviously lots of people wanted him to go but brocade racing just don't enter the horses if you go through go through who they've owned in the past decade the amount of good staying chases you've had you know uh Golden Chieftain, Master Overseer, hey Big Spender, Theatrical Star, you know would have sh- you know, one of them would have probably been ended for a national at some point in, in, in different colours. So not a huge shot like well, Native River isn't, even though we'd all love to see him running a national. Uh, the two Amigos doesn't have an entry. Ravenhill last year's national hunt chase winner doesn't have an entry. But Champagne Classic does, which is good because we've been punting him all season to win it. Uh, and yeah, that's all it is. Hopefully, he's back sound a couple of us who need to win this weekend to have a chance of getting in the National LeBroy and Saint Xavier are, are up in the Edinburgh National, they're both entered they both definitely need to win to go in, uh, at Sandown as well, Disha Abba is there, as is Artois Phil, they both need to win to get in as well, it'll be quite a tight little, he uh, will probably be quite tight, I reckon maybe one might be the cut off this season somewhere around there uh, that's me being boring and indulging my own interests. Sorry about that to everyone else. Uh, Leopards tell Jim.
1: Yeah, let, let, let's hope the listeners haven't turned off by now because they're that bored to death. Really, really nice uh, novice hurdle over two mile six to kick the car off.
0: Yeah, it is. It's, I really like this one. It's always a good race, this.
1: Yeah, I was thinking this.
0: It's always, it's always the most... Pro- I always find it the most interesting... Uh, novice hurdle prior to Cheltenham because I guess it's it's one of the times where you where you get a lot of them going up in trip for the first time. So a, a lot of the a lot of the sort of anti post protagonists for the Albert Bartlett turn up because it's a perfect stepping stone whereas it's a little you're a little bit more able to dodge and duck and die for the other two novice hurdles. Uh, they bet though five to two five Gaillard do many 11-2 Statler, 13-2 to 2, Cape Gentleman, 9's Holy Macapone, 10's Ashdale Bob and Gentleman's Game, 12's for Fakira, 16's Vanillier Garapate, 6, uh, sorry, 20 to one Shadow Rider, 25 Calcas, 40 might 50 Baptism of Fire. Yeah, this is the best novice his hurdle all season.
1: Yeah, and, and there's a lot of horses that are coming into this in, in top form, and Willie Mullins, of course, you'd expect nothing more to have a... A strong hand with the front two in the market. Um, it's a it's a funny sort of race. And Gaillard de Mene, I know he was he's, he's fighter too, and his win at Leopardstown was was pretty good. And Mr Incredible since some backed that up to show a bit more to the form. But he's a horse that i I'd be cautious of at the price. He's, he he got beat by Holy Macaroni. Um, a fair distance at Punchestown, and all a bit. He he's back here and at a bigger price due to, to his, his pulling up um, in that Grade Two novice hurdle. It's it's a funny sort of race where I think I think you can make cases for a lot at bigger prices and understand. Kate Gentleman is a horse who I hold in quite high regard. Um, he was a decent flat horse and he won the Irish Ces- Cesarewitch and made a Hurdles debut, beating Petty Bonhomme uh, at Punchestown. He he, he finished the race really strongly and and, and looked like he was only just getting going. He he travelled with supreme ease throughout. He made a few jumping errors, which you'd sort of expect, having been off the flat and going over Hurdles for the first time. Uh, I would have quite liked to have seen him have another prep race, but... They're chucking him in at the defence to see where he is. He's got a few entries at the festival with the Ballymore and, and the Albert Bartlett. And I think he, 13-2, to two, is the most interesting, in my opinion. I can see that.
0: I've, I've had a few anti-post pennies on Fakira to win the Albert Bartlett. But I'm not sure whether he'll win this. i I rather like Guyard Dominic. And he's not in the Albert Battle. He's only entered in the two shorter races. I can see why they're going up. Why 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 they're coming here though? It's only a step of two furlongs. Should not really make too much difference stopping him back down in trip? It was it was so easy though last time at Leopardstown, and that was a good race, like you said. The winner, uh, sorry, the runner-up, Mr. Incredible, has won again since. So was the third uh, Magic Days. I think that race was strong, and I think he takes a beating. but you can make each way check cases for a lot of the uh, a lot of those we know a little bit more about at prices like Fakira, who shapes like such a stale, even over two, uh, two four last time when he was beat by Ashdale Bob, who I also think is overpriced at 10 to one. You know, we, we, saw not, we didn't get to see much of him at Nace last time when he came down early. Uh, but his form, to that was was really, really decent. Beat wide receiver first time up at Navin this season. Uh, Fakira just looks really slow. But his two-mile form is actually rather decent. Beat uh, Nako in a maiden who's no mug. He was third in that grade one behind Bob Olinger, that uh, Ashdale Bob fell in. Second season, Novice, very, very solid. You know, last season he was only getting beat by good horses. Polly Tess beat him. Uh, I think in has beat him. He's, he's, he's been done by a, by a few decent ones, you know. John Snow beat him at Leopardstown. You know, fairly decent in bumpers as well, you know. He was only, you know, he was fourth in a good race where Fernie Hollow ran second. All of these just will like looking like a horse who really needs a trip. Uh, and look, if I, if I think he'll win the Albert Bartlett, I've got to be confident of a decent run here.
1: Yeah, fair enough. Uh, there's another horse who I quite like at a bigger price, uh, and it's Vanilla. I, I think he ran really well last time behind Farouk Delen, Um over two miles seven, and dropping back at two, two furlongs, I don't necessarily think will uh, be all that bad. If you go back to his win at Nace over 2-3, he beats Lottler, uh who re-opposes here and is back up in trip. And I think that um, in, in this, he could be a tad overpriced because it's not that he's not slow enough for, for the three miles. And I, I think that race might turn out to be good because I, I, I'm a big fan of Faruka then. But I just think at 16-1, to 1, uh, brings a nice angle into the race with a bit of already graded form. At a fairly highly high level,
0: yeah. Uh, Statler Jim, he's anti-post valve
1: for the uh, Albert
0: Bartlett. That's entirely just down to his connections, isn't it?
1: Yeah, I'm. I'm not exactly sold on him yet. We, I, I, when I watched him in his um, early days in his uh, bumper races, he's. he's he, it wasn't that he was one pace because I think that's well. That's what ideally what you need for an Albert Bartlett, but. He's just—I don't want to say he's, he's not genuine, but he just didn't look like he was putting his all in, and, and maybe that was down to greenness. Um, he certainly won fairly casually last time, but that was a, a lesser quality race. And going into this, he's—he's he's basically the fa- like you said, his favourite for the Albert Bartlett on reputation, and I think he's eleven to two um, because of the connections for this.
0: Yeah, I agree. He was—he was. He was... Decent enough in bumpers last season. but Got beat by Farouk D'Alene. Got beat by Vanilla over hurdles. The Leopards you won at Maiden. Uh, sorry, Leopards he won at Maiden.
1: <laughs> Other way around.
0: Something along those lines. Uh, as far as I'm aware, nothing has won out of that race. A couple of them have been out since and everything's got beat.
1: Yeah, so there's certainly question marks with his form, isn't there?
0: Yeah, he's it's, it's, it's not very strong. I want to be against him. I, I think he's a bad favourite for the Albert Bartlett, and I think he had the likes of Ashdale Bob, who, you know, solid, proven, graded level form. Same with Fakira. <laughs> you know, Gentleman's Game was a, you know, a, a really impressive winner, at Cork, on his debut. Same with... Uh, Kate Gentleman, uh, you know, they're all more attractive bets to me than Statler. Although saying that, Gaia Duman, could
1: be very, very good. He could, but he's a favourite that I'm willing to take on. I
0: think, I think that's, that's probably an angle to go in this race. I, I, I don't think these five to two... To 12 to 1 worth of difference between Guy Adamini and Fakira. Yeah. There's
1: a, there's a lot of favourites at the Dublin Racing Festival this weekend, and this is one of them that I'd, I'd probably be looking to oppose.
0: Cracking race.
1: Yeah, really looking forward to it. It's a great way to kick off the car.
0: Bubbles
1: will get burst. Hopefully. Hopefully. We like, we like seeing bubbles being burst. It's funny. Oh... Uh... No
0: superstars for Watson. Just he wants the best horse in the country just to be some hundred and twelve rated listed
1: plodder. Can it be mm. the best horse in the country has to be Sussex Road.
0: It has to be aye. What a horse. Uh, one hundred thirty five, Jimbo. Leopardstown, Dublin Chase. I don't know why I'm saying Leopardstown, they're all at Leopardstown. Uh Shack and Portsmouth. It's not like the the word with the Euros this year where they'll have like That'd be a good laugh. Wouldn't it, if we just had like one race at Furless, and then one at Navan, and then we had, we run the Irish Gold Cup on Beach at Laytown. Yeah,
1: adds, that'd so be like, nice. You were talking about the the Everest. They uh, they get the fans to vote who they want to be in the race. Why don't we have our own version? And that's a good idea. That we have the Cheltenham Festival, but one at one race at every course around the country. <laughs>
0: Things I say not taking the piss, but in your voice you sounded them like you genuinely believe it was a good idea.
1: No, I, I, it's not something that I'm planning on pushing towards the BHA. No problem. Good. What a
0: relief. Uh, Chakoupaswar two to one on Fab to beat Min ninety two. Not Notebook, seven to one. Tornado player. Tornado player again. What, why? can't I talk today? Have we forgotten how to speak? Sizing Potse, uh twenty eight to one for Kia Doudary, forty to one. Uh, I let you, talk. So evidently, I can't.
1: <laughs> obviously, Chacon Porsoir, Um Although I've heard a few people call him Chakan Portswa. And I'm, that, that confuses me because there's a U in it. Um, but obviously, he heads the market here, and he's also heads the market for the champion, Chase. He's been really, really good uh, in since his career of offences. Uh, the only defeat uh, of that in, in Uh, the UK was against Aplutar at, uh, Leopardstown. He's a, he's a very, very good horse and he's very rare we see him on a big, big day in England, but going to this, he's got a very, very good chance. He's, he's obviously one to two favourite, which you'd expect. And could I, could, is he, is he a bet? No. Um, but this is his chance to enhance uh, his chances for the Queen Mother Championships. Min's in behind here, second favourite. Obviously, with the Ryanair, the main agenda, made a very nice debut in December in the John Durk and all of it. We couldn't see much of it. Um, but it was a very, very nice return, having won the race last year at Cheltenham. Looks to go back-to-back back in that race. And, and then you chuck in Notebook, who stepped up this season from... Novice company in, into the t- more top class. I think he's a slight bit below him, and even Min uh, stepping down in trip in my opinion will probably get the better of him. The horse I'm I think slightly overpriced is Fakir Duderie, and last time he ran over three miles uh, in the Savills Chase, and he was second uh, behind uh, Notebook at Nace early on. But I think Leopardstown will suit him a bit more. Um, I know he's been beaten by him last, uh, last season in the racing Post of his chase at Leopardstown, but I just feel like the, the track's more up his street, the drop back to two miles is better, and last season there was a length and a half between Notebook and Fakir Dudary, and this time you're getting um, 33 point difference between the two, and uh, I think 40-1 is a, a slight insult to a horse, I know it, this season maybe his form looks like he's slightly reclined, but I think if there's a horse to finish third, I don't know, there's there's only two places, I think I'd be aiming for Fakir Duderi.
0: I I concede the case. I understand why 41 would be overpriced. Because he's a good horse, mate.
1: He is. And also, you know, there's, there's angles where you can look at him for the festival. The Ryanair, I know it's, a fairly competitive race, but you can get 50s, 40s around here for the Ryanair. I think that's an insult for such a good
0: horse. I I agree with you on that. The caveat, that, well, as you said, the Ryanair, and she's better over further now, surely. You know, he, he has actually ran over two miles, uh, you know, more often than he has over two and a half when he, when he won the Dream or when Sam Crower made a hash of it. But he... Looks like a slow two miler mm. to my eyes. I really like the horse. I've got a lot of time for him. But I, I did say on the start of a, on, on our very first podcast of the season, the season preview. That whilst I liked Vicky Dudry, I thought he was going to be a horse that might struggle this season because he would almost fall in in between two stalls, of not quite being top class over either two or two and a half. And also being caught in that never zone of going, to, of having to concede lots of weight if you ran in a handicap and vulnerable to how they do, you know, how it is in Ireland, where you're often bumping into top class types in, in your grade twos, you know, en route to bigger things. Uh, I don't mind the case, though. I think you've said sillier things.
1: <laughs> no, I think I have.
0: Uh Look, th- th- this to me is boring as fuck. Oh. <laughs> uh, that just came out. I just slipped out there. I, don't, uh, uh, I wasn't planning on saying that, but I we'll, yeah, might as well leave it in. Uh, look, Shaquem Portsmouth has the best two-miler around. He should win this. Minnie's the second-best two-miler in Ireland, even though he's not at his best over two miles anymore. The notebook is probably the third-best. Uh, it's quite a clear order. <laughs> you know... I'd be confident Shaken Pospa will win this. Then probably might be a little bit less between Min and Notebook than the market suggests. Even though I do think Min is fractionally likelier to finish second, but it wouldn't it wouldn't shatter my world if Notebook finished ahead of him. I think Notebook's a good horse. I really do. Away from Cheltenham, you know, he could probably win Grade Ones that Shaka and Postwell doesn't turn up in. Yeah. Whether any of them are going to happen this season, I'm not sure. But, yeah, that's that's pretty much how I see this. I'd, I'd like to see, you know, the Irish 2 miles are better than the ones in Britain.
1: Yeah. I'd, I'd confidently
0: say that. You know... It'd be a good rate, you know. Maybe this is just underrating him a bit because he got beat last time. Yeah, he's you know, notebook better than Politolog.
1: Whoa, that's a good question. I think I'd probably say no. I, I still think Politolog is better than Notebook, but I don't. I think there's more chance for Notebook to progress past Politolog than Politolog progress anymore.
0: Yeah. I can, I can buy that. I'll be interested to see whether they go to Cheltenham with him because he's he's buzzed his chance away the last twice. You know he, he's he's clearly not enjoyed the experience of it. But with him being a little bit of a uh, quite a highly strung type, whether they're not being a crowd might just see him get into a better uh, state of mind for it. Uh, but really, Shaq and Porsoir, I think he's one of the bankers of of. The entire Cheltenham Festival, to be fair, I don't think he has any questions to answer, even though he's never turned up there before, and he should win this on route to winning the champion chase.
1: Yeah, that's the only the worry about him going to the festival. We've never seen him there before. I, th- I think the course will suit him, but he's obviously a very fragile horse.
0: Uh, the Irish Arkelljib, Anurjameen, uh, He's another odds-on favourite for Willie Mullins, five to six. To be unaccepted. His stable companion at eleven to two, nine to one Captain Guinness, ten Franco de Port, twelve Darverster and Felix Deji, thirty three to one, the Grand Annual winner embittered. Uh, forty to one Boat, one hundred and twenty five to one. I'm a game changer. Uh, again I think this is this is very, very simple because I think Inez, you mean would have won the last two articles uh, at, at the festival. It's a shame that Shishkin exists for him. Uh, and I think he'll win this.
1: Yeah, it's, it's interesting. The Dublin Racing Festival is normally a bit of a contrast to the Christmas festival at Leopardstown and Punchestown and everywhere that there are, because the ground is normally softer at Christmas, but because in Ireland we've had a, well, wave, I'm saying that as if I'm live from, <laughs> live from Leopardstown, but uh, uh, both countries have had a lot of rain and, and, and the ground's been soft. So I think I, I, I wanted it to see him in a different aspect because a lot of an ergamine's form is on heavy, soft ground. Now, if he was going over uh, to Cheltenham, I'm more than likely it's going to be good to soft. And I would have quite liked to see how he travels on better ground. And I think two mile one on heavy ground is perfectly all right for him here. But I do think t- t- maybe two miles at Cheltenham on good to soft ground might just find him out. It's not that he's not quick enough. I just feel like he might not have enough speed to keep up with some horses. We saw Shishkin last weekend. It was really, uh, it was really impressive at Doncaster on ground that I don't think he liked in this. He should take all the beating. There's a few angles into this with unexpected. Who we haven't seen since uh, October where he smashed in two casts. Um, he was a horse who had decent hurdle form beating Jason the militant and second behind Easy Work, um, so he's still very likely raced. Interesting that Mullins runs both of them in this. You, you'd think, wonder why he was doing this, but uh, obviously you've got no choice really with the trials and uh, and these seen the next logical step for the both of them. We both a fan of Felix Deji who was given a peculiar ride last time at Leopardstown. It was he led and then he made an error and then he come back and then he ran on and it was a bit weird for him so I'm hoping Felix Desi bounces back a bit. Um, Franco Deport was the winner of that race obviously you'd think winning a grade one last time that he'd be the second best challenger in this but we're still not entirely sure he wasn't a good well he was an alright hurdler but he was nothing special Um, but to summarise And Ergamy should really hose up in this uh, and sort of line up a tasty prospect in the Arkle.
0: Yeah, I can't can't disagree with a word you said there. Half a good two miles in Ireland have turned up again for this. It's a cracking, cracking race. Uh, It shows us how much things can change so quickly in this division as well, you know. Blackball went off near 5th. for a grade one, two starts ago. 11 to 4. He's 40 to win. He's 40 to 1 here. Yeah. After one completed start. Uh, but no, look, in, in looks, I think, a, a real, real talent. You know, I'd say, like I said, I think he'd have won the last two Arkles. Uh, and I think I expect him to get the job done here. Unaccepted was ridiculously impressive at Tipperary. A little bit harder to put. A solid figure on that formula. So what are the prices, i prefer Captain Guinness at 9-1, who I think is a good yardstick, even though I don't think he'll turn over the tables with inertia mean. Franco de Port needs further. I think Felix Degi uh, will reverse form from Christmas with him. It, like he said, odd ride Felix Deji was given, and Frank de Port picked up the pieces from a ridiculously strong pace. Uh, I think Frank de Port will ruin the marsh at Cheltenham, rather than the Arco. I think Darvastar needs a step up in trip as well, uh, though I could see him hitting the three, a bit win, the Grand Daniel, if he stays off his current mark,
1: uh, and the other two won't win. Uh, you know what you mean? Same mate, so that's three out of three Fabs for you, Lou, no pressure.
0: Just like my uh, new daily column on RacingTips.com, uh, where I've... I've had four articles out so far. I'm previewing every single Cheltenham Festival race, uh, and with the four I've had out so far, I've put up every, the favourite in every <laughs> single one.
1: <I> think James. <laughs> listeners of Turf Talk will know that all the time.
0: Oh, I, oh, to a fair, he's It's a decent little, decent little hacker If you want, you want your bit of shishkin min, brave man's game, and I can't remember who else. But Paisley Park. You've, you've ruined it now. You may get people to read what you've put. Read me make me case then. Uh, <laughs> do John, over to have, a, to have a swing in the Matheson handicap chase, Jim?
1: Not really. It's not a race that necessarily throws a lot to my imagination.
0: I do. rematch 13-2, Gordon Elliott. Uh, he was absolutely doggers on his first two chasing starts, but won quite tidily last time out. Last season's Fred Winter a winner, thrown in on his handicap chase debut off 1-4-1. One, I one. think he's got a chance of winning that. Uh, the Irish champion Hurdle, Jim, this is fascinating. 11-800, 5-2 so Charger, 13-2 Sattler, 10's Abacadabras, twelve Saldier, and 20-1 to one Petit Mouchoir. Five of these ran in the Matheson last time out. Charger obviously won it, Petit Mouchoir third. Salwa 4th, Abacadabra's 5th, Saladier's 6th, and then you're throwing Honeysuckle in the mix.
1: Yeah, it's absolutely fascinating. Uh, of course, you've got Honeysuckle going in this. Having won the race last year, they're using this as the same prep. Um, just scrapped home last year in the race, and obviously Connections this week have been very confident on uh, the champion hurdle there. Why haven't you listened to Turf Talk last year and set and run runner in that race? Because she would have won last year. Uh, we all know that we got the value, didn't we, Lewis? 40 one. to one. For last year's champion. And she duly broke my heart uh, by winning the Mayor's Hurdle. I think they should continue with the idea of that campaign. Um, I think that in this race, she's very vulnerable. Two miles going... Uh, not her ideal way round. Um, I'm not entirely sure up for her. And I'd be looking to have a, a, a swing with something in this that sort of an old favourite. And I, I've noticed someone else has always uh, on uh, Sky Sports Racing tipped him up as well.
0: God, who's that, pal?
1: Petit Mouchois. Um, I thought he ran really, really well when he was third in the Math- Mathesons last time out. Um, sort of lost his place and made a few errors. And it's the first time we've seen him since he'd run at Galway, uh, where he ran with plenty of credit uh, off a of, off of top weight. And I, I think that in here, if he's 20 to one and Sam Waas 13 to two, and I, I didn't think Petty Mouchoir was necessarily up, for, up to his best. I thought he was. they tried to use him to help Abba get into the race. Um, I think if they're trying a bit more here and he's fitter, I think he's got an, a, a cracking chance at 20s. Sam we've seen on the goal most of the season and, and everyone's been saying, oh, since he won that, uh, since he won at the festival in the county hurdle, he's a champion hurdle horse, he's a champion hurdle horse. He's not shown to me yet that he has the quantity and the quality to be a champion hurdle horse at this stage. I, and I cannot be back him at 13 to 2. Charger loves leopardstown, we all know that winning the third Matheson hurdle last time, and um, going into this he 's got an obvious chance um, but five to two slightly too short for me it, he's good, but he 's not flashy, and I, I've made it sometimes the price sort of gives you out a bit more on charger um, but not for me and Abercadabras is a horse who I like since well. I strongly fancied for this season's champion hurdle after uh, such a good run behind Shiskin in the Supreme last year, but slightly disappointed in a few efforts. Um, he was a bit flat over Christmas, but so got, well, a lot of gardens were, to be honest. Um, if he if he finds his Margiana form, I think he, he'll go a lot better. And I still think he's a bet in the champion hurdle at this stage. I think he's a lot better than White showed last time, and in this, I think ten to one's a fair enough price about a horse who's. Made a few disappointing starts this year, but I, I, I think Abukadabras and Petty Mouchoir are two I'd rather be playing against Honey Suckle Sam Wah.
0: As much as I like
1: Honey suck, I also want to take her on. Oh, yeah. uh,
0: surely she's vulnerable over two miles.
1: We saw it last year, didn't we?
0: Yeah, and this is a deeper race.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: They won't win a champion hurdle with her. Uh, Look, she's a right faff, still unbeaten, won this race last season. You know, on a a four grade one winning streak. You know, the case is there, but you just get the suspicion that she is at her best over further. And at the very top level, I don't want to be backing a horse at 11 to 8 that I think is better at something else is mm-hmm. very solid uh, and if you were to take away his rather inexplicable flop in this last season would he be
1: fav? You'd think so, wouldn't you? But you look at this again in another case of Petit Mouchoir in the race last year um, he was only a length behind Honeysuckle and he's four times, five times six times Honeysuckle's price
0: yeah, I could have had, do you know what, your I'm going to give another chance to Salvier.
1: Yeah, and, and I respect that. He's, he's a horse that I've never really had a, a lot of faith in, and I know that, that a lot of people really, really like him, but maybe that's why I look to oppose him most times. But I don't think he ran that badly um, at Leopardside. I know he finished sixth and a fair way back, but he's obviously been off for a very long time. He's had a few injuries. We, haven't seen, we didn't see him for a year last time. He's backing up again here. I think that 12 to 1 is a more than fair price about a horse that in his past he's beat some very nice horses.
0: I, I, I thought his run at Christmas uh, was almost a typical run you'd, you'd expect from a horse who will come on for one. Travelled like a good horse, lack of fitness told, raised up alongside the leaders, and then he, you know, he couldn't finish his challenge off. But he's shaped with more promise than it suggests on paper. And he's more Guiano in last season. All right, maybe. You know, maybe people might have got a little bit more carried away with it at the time than was actually merited, because it turns out classical dream is no good. Uh, but Petty Mouchoir and of you know, a billion yardsticks, and it didn't... Look... It is a bit of a swim because I probably think Honeysuckle is likely to win the race than he is. And Charger probably is likely to win the race he is. But, you know, not, I, I have the difference between 11 to 8 to 12 to 1. Yeah, I love Saldier. Uh, I've, I've got, you know, I backed him at 20 for so the champion at the, uh, at the start of the season just on the basis that, you know, this time, well, last Christmas, you know, he was what? He was near enough fav- a favourite, wasn't he? for the champion mm. hurdle and he'd not run since he just got, got injured again so if the ability's there he's still only seven bear that in mind he seems like he's been around for so long obviously because he started as a four year old he seems he's the same age as Abba and they feel like horses from two completely different generations hmm Uh. yeah I like him I think he's a value oh, I could completely see the case with Petit Mouchoir as well who just doesn't run a bad race. Uh, it's nice to see him win. But against Honeysuckle, though.
1: Yeah, I, and I don't like being against Honeysuckle because I think she's really, really top class. And her form certainly shows with the 10 out of 10 wins. But I just I can't. Last year, she scraped home. And in a win at Fairy House last time in the uh, Hatton's Grace. She wasn't half as impressive as what she's been in other years. She's, she was sort of clinging on for dear life as if she was needing the t- just needing the trip. Um, and I think here she could be absolutely found out. And I think connections will soon scrap the idea of the champion hurdle. I really hope so.
0: Yeah, look, if, if you were going to... I don't, don't bet on the exchanges. But if you were going to lay one, if you were going to lay honeysuckle at 8 to 11, you've got five horses... They're running for you, but it wouldn't be a shock if any of them won. It would make sense if all of them won, mm-hmm. to me. You know, it's, it's, it's not. You know, it's not like she's got. I don't know. Say Totterdam
1: to beat. <laughs> <laughs> don't you disrespect Totterdam like that?
0: Just came to my head first, uh, but yeah, Saldie for me, and Petit Mouchoir for me. The two rags of the field, up the boys. Who says I only tip favourites? Uh, as well, because I've got one at 50s in the lab, Brooke. Oh, go on. Uh, the rank outsider, Hearts of Trumps. old O'Connor on. Oh, he's got decent handicap hurdle form in these sort of races. Runner-up in the Galway Hurdle, in a, re- in a renewal of the Galway Hurdle, that was actually quite good. Aramon is borderline grade one quality. Petty Mouchoir is grade one quality. Hunter's call has ran well since. Build me a buttercup, even though I dislike her. I must admit that she's done quite well this season. Uh, all right. His form's tailed off a bit. He's down to a mark of one three four. And on your O'Connor, takes another five off. He he doesn't win. He's not won since 2018. But he just bounces around these sort of races. Sort of if you look at the amount of Irish-graded handicap hurdles over two miles that Hearts of Trump's has finished in the first four-in. You know, it's, it's, it's loads, mate. It's absolutely loads. And off, off the lowest mark he's had for a long, long, long time, you know, going back to 2018 with O'Connor taking another five off, it, it makes me think he's overpriced. He might just be regressive. He might just be regressive, but he's been given a chance and he goes well in these sort of races. So, yeah, maybe I'll nap comp a 50-to-1 shot in a 24-runner handicap hurdle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I like Gabby Nacco for the race. Been really solid in novice hurdles and bumped into Bob Ollinger in the uh, Lawless and Nace. Inter handicap company here off a mark of 138. More than fair enough. Um, 16 to ones a fair enough price?
0: Yeah, fair enough, mate. Fair
1: enough. Uh Briefly on the bumper. K- Kilkrewit, chemical energy ram, Uh Let's be clear about it. The Bangor Doyle, to some, exp- uh, some extent, um, all very, very good horses. Um, fascinating. I'm a big fan of Kill Uh I think he's probably one to side with here in comparison to the others. Um, was really, really impressive um, I, at Navin last time. Not a race that I'm particularly interested in, but uh, Kill it's a horse I like.
0: Oh, I love good bumpers, me. I'm really boring like that, yeah. I might like a good bumper. Uh, I really like Chemical Energy. I think I mentioned him a couple of weeks ago on the podcast. Uh, Jamie Codd on board. I think he might take the beating here over Kill Crew. It form's just solid, isn't it? You know, horsey beat. Last time on Eagles Wings, he's actually disappointed a bit today. He got beat at short odds uh, by uh, a horse of Stuart Crawford's called La Chanteurs. But that was a decent race. He still finished ahead of Deb who still hasn't won a race over hurdles. How has that happened? Just, you know, I feel like he's been a novice hurdler since about 2009. Uh, but on Eagles Wings, form pride that is fairly solid. Old Captain Kangaroo's a, a decent enough yardstick. Beat Limestone Rock over hurdles who won. Uh, a decent maiden last weekend and chemical energy just slapped him about on his most recent bumper start at Down Royal obviously Kilcruitt has got a big reputation and he was rather impressive at Navin but 15 to 8 5-2 to 2, I'm going to go for the Elliot horse
1: yeah fair enough
0: shall we stay in Ireland
1: do whatever you would like my friend
0: Go on, we'll do the Sunday then. We'll move on uh, to the Sunday of the Dublin Racing Festival. Uh, it opens with a with a Mares' handicap, uh, but the f- the next race is the Tattersalls Island Spring Juvenile Hurdle. Now we are recording this on Thursday evening, so we don't actually have final decks for the Sunday yet. But we'll but we'll give a bit of a discussion, will we, about our uh, about our thoughts. On the current stage of entry, so not everything we've mentioned will turn up. To be fair, but Colixios is two to one to beat French Seal. Humedor Sixes, Sixteens, Bustleton, and Hador. Same price. Saint Sam 33s, is hundred to one. Vana Gold. Uh, Jim, I'm guessing you're siding with Houndor on the fact that you think he wins a triumph.
1: Yeah, I think I think he would have won last time. Uh, He travelled really strongly throughout the race and the time before he sort of did similar and then kicked, he was fairly keen and kicked again and and I know it was against lesser opposition but won comfortably and then last time at Fairy House he absolutely tanked into the race, made a few errors which I'd quite like to see him improve upon and obviously one error resulting in falling at the the final hurdle is... If he he's got to show a good chance in this to show that he's got a chance at Cheltenham, and I I, I think that he's got a very very good chance in this. French Seal won absolutely easy as you would like last time at Leopardstown, but I'm I know he won by so far, but I'm not exactly flown on how good the form of that race is, and I, and I know he absolutely trounced them and won it at, at Canter. I just feel like he was that he was revved up for that day for some big owners to come and buy him along and, and that's certainly what they've done Um Quilixios has uh, won three out of three so far um, including his Hurdle debut in France since then, everyone's thought the world of him and um, he won comfortably on his debut in Ireland and in a nothing race at Down Royal he, he sort of schooled round, the most impressive thing about him so far is, is his jumping, he jumps a lot better than a uh, a normal juvenile does. Um, but between the three, Umidor at sixes, I think it's a fair enough price. Um, St. Sam was running on a bit towards the late on at, at Leopard Sound, I and mean, they went a crawl. And I don't think that necessarily suited him necessarily that much. If he's in this as well, I think St. Sam's interesting at sixteens. Um, but Umidor for me, I'm a big fan of the horse.
0: I think French Seal wins this. Mm.
1: He, he's the one out of the top three I don't like really? go on, elaborate Well, I just feel like I want to see him do something similar again and I, I know this is a better standard of race but maybe if he'd have run again since but obviously they've had no choice since winning last time because he won so comfortably but I'm, I'm just not entirely sure, there was a few hurdles taken out that day due to the low sum and I want to see him jump a few more and I'm not necessarily enjoying the hype yet with him.
0: Yeah, do you know what? I, I, I think they're valid points. They are valid points. I just couldn't get away from how well he quickened, you know, from Koto, who we saw win at the weekend. Uh, it makes sense that this horse has a turn of foot. Do you, know, do you know where his last start on the flat was over?
1: Six furlongs. I saw this the other day, and that's what slightly puts me off a bit. The fact that they thought he was quick enough for six furlongs, but now he's running over two miles at Leopardstown, That slightly freaks me out a bit.
0: It's the opposite for me. It impresses me because he had a sprinter's turn of foot at Leopardstown, but he wasn't stopping at the finish, you know. Maybe he got the, you know, kind of had the run of things because this is a deeper race. He'll have to go, you know... Against horses here, aren't going to be shaken off as easily as he shook his rivals off on his on his third debut. Uh, but I like I like this horse. I like this horse. I, at the minute, I still have Zama here ahead of him. Uh, he'd be where I'd side for this. I see the point about Yumdo, although I'm probably less positive about Fairy House than you. Would you like to have seen him to put it to bed?
1: You know, by then. I th- I still think he was playing along with them, to be honest. And if- on his on his debut, he was keen as out, and then he just was given a slight bit of rain, and he was gone. And I, I still think he would have found a lot more. I'm I'm still of that opinion.
0: Is Te just
1: very good? I think he could be. He could be up there in the champion uh, champion triumph hurdle. Uh, and I am sorta of disappointed not they've not gone here. I wonder are they gonna go straight to Cheltenham with him?
0: Yeah. I I understand I understand that. I like Bustleton for the Fred Winter as well. Uh he's sixteen to this, but uh he was fairly well pushed aside by Xana here last time I'll, and I'd be surprised if she was good enough for this. But is French seal and Yundor for the pair of us? Yep,
1: yeah, it is.
0: Fair enough, pal. uh. The Chanel Farmer Novice Hurdle, the grade one.
1: Uh, do you have any prices for it? I sadly don't. But no, me it, neither. It's a, uh, really, but it's a really, really good race.
0: It is. Uh, Appreciate it in there with Bally Adam, Irascible, Keshkin Risk, Masker McShee, and Golo, wide receiver. You know, a, a fair few horses that you'd like to see one. Golwa in there as well uh, I think he appreciates coming here and if he does he should win
1: yeah um, obviously favourite for the Supreme and I think he's he's very very good after that grade one win at Leopardstown over Christmas um, he, he sort of showed that it, he was speedy enough for two mile against some nice horses Bally Adam in this who re he's entered uh, Blue Lord steps down in triple horse who I like for the Ballymore um, I certainly wouldn't put him off because they were keen, he was keen as out last time um, hopefully he settles a bit better. Uh, and Golo was very, very disappointing uh, at Leopardstown over Christmas, but he had bits and pieces of nice form behind Bally Adam. Um, a really, really nice race, and hopefully, appreciate it, hoses up and sort of adds to his credentials to the festival.
0: Yeah, fair enough, Jimbo. The William Fry handicap hurdles at 240. Again, no final decks for that. And his 38 entries. though Mrs. Milner's in there. And she's a well-handicapped horse for Paul Nolan. Uh, the 310 10 Flo-grass, Novice, Chase. Monkfish, 8-11 to 11, to beat the latest exhibition again. 12's Andy Frame 14's Stadium Steering for Lange. 16's Janadil. 20's Fistuderee. 33's Assemble and Conflated. And 150 to 1 for Mac Gilone. Uh, drop down in trip for Monkfish here. That might... Close the gap a little bit with latest Exhibition but I still expect him to have enough.
1: Oh I don't think he will. I I think Monkfish has gears although he looks like he's a thorough stayer I think he has gears for this distance as well and we've seen him run over this distance early on in the season to get a bit of experience over fences. Um, I'm not necessarily latest Exhibition wants this step down in trip but he's he's been there and thereabouts over three miles and I, I think it takes him a bit of time to warm up in his hurdling days. Um, two mile four, uh, two mile, he has won over two mile six, but I, I feel like now he needs three miles, and it's just a shame that there's such a top-class horse in Monkfish in the way. Um, I don't know why I'm yabbering on about this, because Monkfish just wins, doesn't he? He's a, he's a very, very good horse. Hopefully, he then goes on to the festivals, Novice Chase at Cheltenham, and absolutely hoses up as well. Yeah, well,
0: like said exhibitions in the turf, top 12 for our mate, Matt Rennie. Uh, he's a horse not that I struggle to want him because he's immensely likeable you know he doesn't have a thing wrong with him he, he runs his race consistently never been out of the first two in his entire career but I probably don't think he's as good as most people do
1: no, I, I think that's a bit harsh
0: I, no I, I feel like his consistency and his hardiness and all the likeable traits he has make people think he's got more ability than he does Yeah. I don't think he's a grade one horse. I know he won the grade one at this meeting last season, but I just don't, I don't quite see it with him. I think he's, sorry, but I don't think, I don't think he's as much of a turn of foot there. I don't think he's the strongest traveller in the world. He's a good trade two level horse, but he'd always be one I'd want to be taking on. If he was running again, if he was running in a race as a short-price favourite. There probably would be times where it wouldn't be wise, because he would just be better than everything else. But, uh, yeah, I I, I don't see him turning the tables with Muckfish. I just think Muckfish is a superior horse, like you do as well, an 8-11. He's got a lot of odds on chances this week as well, eh?
1: Yep, and he did at Christmas, and he duly needed a bigger car to take all his trophies home. It could be the same this weekend.
0: The Irish Gold Cup: Jim two to one Manella; Indo seven to two Kenboy; four to one Mellon; five to one Delta Work; sixteen to one The Storyteller. This
1: is fascinating, mate. Uh,
0: I have two points.
1: I, I think our points might be the same, so I'll let you go first. Point one. Manella Rindo should win. Oh, that's not my point. But point elaborate. two. Point two.
0: The storytelling is overpriced.
1: Neither of them points are the same as mine. That's a surprise.
0: Go on, then. What, what, what do you think?
1: Smaller race. Ken Boy dictates. Give more of a lead to Mellon. Might turn it into a sprint which might suit Ken Boy and Mellon a slight bit more than maybe Manila Rindo. I, I, I want to see, the, sort of, I want to see his pressure, the pressure put on his jumping. We saw it last time uh, over Christmas in the Savills, and he fell. And I want to see them put a bit of pedal to the metal and, and try that here, but I don't think they will. I think the race will become tactical. They'll have to sort of warm up through the race. And I think Ken Boy could get a, a nice lead out in front. I can't see a lot else going on with him. Mellon will sit behind and try and use his turn of foot a bit more. I think Mellon, uh, Manella indoors probably is most vulnerable here after the fall. It'll be interesting to see how he bounces back. But I think 10 boys a decent price at 72. And I even think Mellon last time, uh, you can slightly upgrade um, being in the vanguard so quickly and, and pr- pressed on so soon over a trip that we've seen. We've not really seen him o- over. I think we rid- reading more tactically could run better in this. I like Manila Indoor for the Gold Cup. I think he's got a very, very good chance. But I feel like this could become tactical and not suit him. I get that. And I, I understand the pace angle. I don't, I don't think that's
0: ridiculous. And yeah, I can envisage all the events happening. However, I have worries that the Savile chase was a strange race. It panned out in a weird manner. Ken Boy, firstly, and then Mellon. Both kind of got the run of things. In fact, has, did anything they finish ahead of, you know, in the Savills, is anything they finished ahead of as good as what they're up against here? You know, mm. we've dealt a work in Minela non-completing. It was a cracking, cracking race. But maybe a little bit of a damp squid in terms of, you know, Alaho, Tornado, Fireball, Code of Flow, Easy Game—they're not top class. Presenting Percy was rubbish. Two-way perm—he's a good grey-free handicapper. You know, for what it's worth, he's a sixteen-to-one. You know, outsider here. I think the storyteller's a better horse than Aloha. Wow, really? Yeah, I do. I, I don't. I don't think he gets gets enough credit. To the storyteller—he's been fantastic over the last year. Uh, I don't, I, I, I just, I, I can understand what, what you think, what you think, but I think I, I think you're taking a more positive view of how they were able to dictate in the Savils, whereas I kind of, and yeah, with it being a small field, it's entirely possible they'll do it again. But I look at it and think they were advantaged by how nothing was good enough to get uh, involved from behind, apart from the only other top-class horse in the race are who, who picked him up. Mellon's not a three-miler, either. Didn't stay in the Savills.
1: Uh But was there uh, any... Re- the reason why he didn't stay is because he was given a a, a give-it-all ride, throw it all from the front. And I, I think that if Ken Boy and Mellon are able to use the speed more at Leopard's which they, they'll get away with it in comparison to Cheltenham. I think he's got a cracking chance.
0: Yeah. I, again, I, I understand, but I'd, again, I take the opposite view that Mellon's, you know, Melon speed will, you know, Mellon will be a stronger stayer here. Just on the fact that, you know, he he, he finished third because of what he'd done, you know, in, in the mid to latter section of the race rather than the finish. Delta works a stronger stayer. Manila is the strongest stayer. Whether, you know, whether he will be able to exploit that once again against better horses with top-class form over three miles, I worry about... <sighs> to be fair, Kenboy probably isn't getting enough credit from me because he had a bit of a poor season last year, even though he was still second in this, and has, has run fine races in defeat since... I'm probably being a little bit disrespectful to Kenboy.
1: Yeah, I think you are.
0: Uh, I, 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 Manella Rindo is is the sexy one. I'm normally a bit wary of the sexy ones, but I see, rewatching the Irish again, he probably did shape like the best horse in it. Uh, he's only been beaten by very very good ones as well. Absolutely spanking all native who is no mug at Wexford you know practically it was a training session for him when he beat Brahma Bull last time out uh, I think he's the biggest threat to Album following in the Gold Cup I can which I,
1: fine. and I slightly agree with
0: and I didn't I didn't expect to be saying that this time last year uh, I expect him to win this yeah yeah Delta worked Jim. What do you make of him? We've not done much talking about Delta work this season. You know, and I guess it just goes to show how much a few poor runs can go to changing how people see a horse. Because on last year's form, he'd be five. However, it's not... Again, he's 5-1, so he's not a ridiculous price. But fourth in the market, surely he's likely to win this and Melanie's. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I've been very disappointed with him this year. The champion chase at Down Royal that he ran in. He, just well, he
0: was, was shite in that last year as well and came on to have a fantastic
1: season. So maybe we should be giving him another chance then. He unseated the rider last time. Is that a negative? So, he, well, of course it is. But we've never seen him make an error over a fence before. Um would well, we you not th-
0: th- I, I, I th- I think he can be half sticky every now and then?
1: Do
0: you think? Yeah, I do. I didn't like how he jumped at down Royal uh, last season. You know, th- there were times there when when I'd have thought, oh, you, you might have half got away one. There, I don't think he ran a bad race in the Gold Cup. It was possibly a bit disappointing based on how good his season was prior to that. But in in what was a competitive renewal of the Gold Cup, I think his running fifth was. Fine. Not great, but fine. And you know, does again does he re enter the gold cup picture
1: by winning this? <laughs> on last year's performance, even if he was to win this he might not even be I just don't think that the gold cups up to it like fits his capabilities. I think he's a very good three miler and I think he's very good on a flat track. Yeah, yeah,
0: I understand that. Uh, I'll make my case for the storyteller. Uh, look, he's just done really, really well over the past year. Four races, another grade one, won the Labrook's champion chase where he edged out Chris's dream, uh, presenting Percy back and forth as well, who Jordan, has, Jordan did well with to win next time out. Shh, again. His one at Christmas over hurdles was a bizarre one because Flutter Potter absolutely got the one of the race. Still finished, Head of Burleigh, burley who's, you know, third favourite to win the, uh, the Stayers Hurdle. And the storytellers beat him over hurdles. He's a, you know, a decent 160 horse in both spheres. I think he's a better chaser. I'd probably have him closer to 135. He is in the form of his life. He's won uh, three starts, got Town. That was probably the most impressive I've ever been by him in his career. She so made that look so simple, beating, you know, 2A permie Shattered Love. And don't get me wrong, these aren't grade one horses. And he's probably never, uh, never quite won a race of this depth. Well, he hasn't, to be fair. Uh, but when I'm not sure about Mellon's, Mellon at the trip, when Delta Work has a little bit to prove this season, uh, and I'm not sure how much I trust the form of the Savills chase. You've got a horse who, you know, if they all want to the best, he is not more than £5, you know, away from any of them, really. Bar- Barry Minella-Rindo, who has the potential. Uh, and we know he's in form. So that's, that's my case for him to finish second at sixteens.
1: Fair enough. I, I respect that. You might as well have a swing yeah
0: yeah it's a good race fascinating tactical affair
1: it is and and that tops up a a a fantastic Dublin Racing Festival card
0: yeah it does there's also the Leopardstown handicap chase uh too many horses in there uh for us to talk about without final text uh good old off you goes in there for Charles Burns oh what a giggle that would be if he won that uh and there's also the graded mare's bumper uh that can throw up a half-decent horse. Back to Britain, Jim. our uh, grade one, the Silly Isles. This is a good race as well. 5-2, to two, Chamblou to beat Hitman. 4-2 on Mazzia de Zelbo. 9-2, Damned Company. 10, Sporting John. 11's Pate of the Dream. 40's up the straight. Uh, my nap can't pick, might come in this.
1: Go on then, you make your case.
0: Well, how? I'm surprised Chamblou isn't short. Sure. He's been ridiculously good this season. The drop back in trip should suit him. I, I, I see no reason why he's five to two. I think I'd have him shorter. I think he wins.
1: Yeah, I, I understand that. He's he's been running really really well. We saw him on Boxing Day uh, in the Cotswold Star over a distance that I didn't think necessarily suits him that much. But three miles around Kempton, I think he, he got away with it, with beating the big breakaway five to two could be a very good price, but. He's had he had a hard race there, and I'm interested to see how he backs up after that. I saw last season. It's not that I thought he. I just feel like he sort of regressed the further on in the season. I know he probably ran against better horses, but he could be a different horse this year, and he certainly has shown that. But I'm I'm just worried about such a hard race last time. Backing backing it up again against arguably two top-quality horses in this as well. Mesier de Zobo has made an exemplary start to his chasing career, obviously being off since 2017 um, and winning two races at Wincanton, one of them being the Dipper, the rear range race, uh, grade two, beating stable Companion to Protector Protector. He jumped really, really well. And I'm looking forward to seeing him in this because around a different track, um, I think he'll... Do I think I think keeping him to flatter tracks is better? Um, I think he's got a very very good chance in this. His two wins have been impressive. If you go back to his form, uh, he's one round sundown before when winning the uh, a novice hurdle beating Baleandi years ago. And his form has continued to mount up throughout the years. You look at the horses he's been running against. And going into this grade one, I, I'm really looking forward to him because this is more of a test than last time. I know there, was, there were three runners and there were three nice runners, but hopefully he can do the business in this. Hitman's a very good horse, but maybe this might be coming slightly too, too soon. I know he's a five-year-old, and I still think there's a lot of time and a lot of fun to be had with this horse. But he ran in the Henry VIII... Uh, at Sandown behind All Mankind and he just wasn't quick enough to carry on with the gallop Gallop with All Mankind, he was as we know he's a, he's a front runner and, and goes all the way, Hitman sort of struggled to get into his rhythm as much uh, like what we saw him at Foss last I think 2 mile 4 is, is more up his street and he's a very nice horse but I'm just worried that um, life might be coming to him a bit too soon and there's a there's a few more experienced fellas in this who, ma- who might put it up to him as well he gets the weight allowance here of three pounds i don't think that's probably enough at this stage in his career i'm a damned companies in this who made a sketchy chasing debut at air but got the job done in the end um a few errors in that um be interesting how she runs in this. she gets the mayor's allowance um obviously she won uh, the coral cup and was subject to plenty of controversy last year of the marks moving um but into a top-class race like this from Handicap Company. it would be interesting to see how she does. Um, but for me, it's Messier Desarbo. I understand
0: that. I'm more scared of Messier Desarbo than
1: I am Hitman. Uh, whilst
0: I like Hitman, I think Messier Desarbo is for me stronger. And he doesn't have to prove himself up in trip, whereas Hitman does, even though, really, it shouldn't be too much of a problem. So, uh, yeah, look, it's... I'm not gonna say anything clever here because Chamblou's unbeaten. He jumps brilliantly. Like you said, I'd agree he probably probably got away with the three miles at Kempton last time out. If he was ever gonna stay three miles properly, it would have been it would have been there. And he did probably beat a bunch of massive boats, you know. He beat a load of really national hunt chase horses rather than uh rather than RSA types and he just outspeed them. But back down in trip his jumping really should be more of an asset. You know, like, the efficiency of how he jumps, I, I, just, I, I just really, really think it'll be suited by Sandow. Obviously, we you know, it's, it's such a jumping test. The track, the track should be fine. I really like him, mate. I really like him. Uh, I really like Maziada elbow as well. I think he's been one of the stories of the season. Alan King uh he deserves huge credit for getting his horse back and performing to such a high level. He's a fantastic jumper as well. Uh as he mulled protectorate, fair enough. Last time out, who was really good before that. Not certain about Damder Company yet. It's hard to be after she beat her uh, you know after she only won a match last time out, albeit against a grade one winner. Uh but it's probably a, achieved less, you know, than most of these. Her hurdling level was arguably similar enough to Chamblou. Uh Not as good as Messier's elbows. Uh, Sporting John was dreadful on his chasing debut after looking a really exciting of his hurdler. The other two aren't good enough. Simple as. Good race, Looking forward
1: to it. Yeah, he's, he's not the only. Uh, Ireland isn't the only place where there's good quality racing this weekend
0: No, uh, briefly Jim, the cutthroat chase We went in depth with it at Cheltenham last week obviously Sandown this week and that does change complexion, I was very keen on Santini at Cheltenham, less so here
1: Yeah, Sandown won't suit him, heavy ground well, we saw him scrape home uh, behind now McGinty um, not too long ago and Of course. It's interesting that Coleman's getting the ride. He's going to be riding him in the Gold Cup judging by the sound of it with Nico on champ Um, which is a bit of a surprise really because you think JP, McManus, Aidan, Coleman's relationship they'd ideally look for the two. Um, I couldn't fancy Santini in this at all. 5-2 far too short. Bristol, Demai coming off that really impressive performance the form of it it has question marks but it's a grade one and um, Obvious chance and native river. We'd like to see bounce back. I'm not 100% sundown. down will be his track, but if he gets fired out in front in a, a sundown race like this, he could absolutely dictate and batter them. Saint Calvados is a horse I've got a, a lot of time for him, and it being to sundown's probably more in his favour. And um, I, 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 I can't back him on the pure fact of Harry Whittington's form of the stable, but. Um, uh, it's a race I'll watch, but I'd probably edge with Native River. Just
0: I'd go Bristol Demi. No, I've I've hit the change of uh, track is enough to put me off Santini. No hill. It's over a furlong shorter than it would have been as well. Uh, he needs a race as boaty as possible. Uh, I hope Bristol Demi arguably put in the most uh, most impressive chasing performance all season in Britain over three miles when he won the Betfair. I think his actual I think that is more relevant for him than the King George, which absolutely fell apart. Uh, a repeat of that I think should be enough for him to win this. Love native river. <sighs> Hard to garner what he did at Aintree last time. Same as Santini to be fair. But I can see the case at five to one. Yeah, the, the stable form's enough to put me off St Calvados. Uh didn't give him chance. Didn't give himself a chance of staying in the King George. He pulled far too hard. Uh, Jolarenki will beat anyone in a fight, but maybe not in this horse race. Uh, and Lakeview, lad, we said last week. You know, maybe we were disrespecting what he did in the many clouds last time out, but I'd happily pass over him at sixteenth. Yep. Again, it's a it's a really really decent card. You know, on, on on another on another episode where we where we'd have more time. You know like our, our lovely Warwick Classic Chase uh, card. Stick this Sandown card on that, and we'll go through it. Uh, you know, Dolos and Caribbean Boy Moonlight are out in the good two-mile handicap chase. Uh, Benatar's running in the 255, uh, which is a good race as well, the likes of Al nadam and Evander there as well. Mentioned earlier uh Atua Phil and Dee Shiraba need to win to get into the Grand National they're up against Ask Me Early, Star Civil, Danny Wiesbank, Kiltili Briggs in the Masters Handicap Chase. It's a, it's a cracking, cracking char- card. Another good uh, novice handicap chase as well, which Dostal fill his fav for. Uh, both at Westin as well. Uh, now trained by Andy Irving, Jim, you might have some info on that.
1: Um, sadly, I don't. Um, <laughs> um, interesting move and hopefully he does well for him.
0: Yeah. Uh, Weatherby, Jim, we'll just touch on the Cleve Hurdle and the uh, Toton novices chase. First of all, mate, the Cleave uh, and the bet for it, three to one on the blind side, fours uh, itchy feet, eleven to two main fact, Eight Astillon and third win. ten's Ballyoptic, twelve's Decor Eeland Day, fourteen's Lady Lad. Same price famies the Tay, twenties Port Rush, Ted, twenties best approach. Jim on our season preview, you gave Deco Reel on day half a shout as being a stays Hurdle horse. So by that token, I reckon you think he'll win this.
1: Yeah, I think this is a very, very windy race. And obviously the the stays Hurdle division is quite weak in comparison to, well, I don't think he's weak, but Time Hill and uh, Paisley obviously set the standards for that race. And, and there's a few that don't fit in behind. And looking at the head of this market, do I trust on the blind side in this company? Possibly not. Uh, itchy feet going back from fences to hurdles I know it, in hindsight it, it sounds like a good idea but you've still got to see it happen first main fact carrying the penalty I think you'll struggle in this ask Dylan's a horse that you can't really trust and probably won't be winning a race and this leads you to two horses I like in Decor Elon Days and Third Wind um, Decor Elon Days uh, was running in nice races um, towards the end of the season was ninth in the Ballymore, and and he won at Catterick, an absolute swing if you throw your mind back to it. Um, and I think the step up to three miles is interesting. We saw him tackle the distance, well, tackle the distance at two miles six at Killarney in a handicap uh, in August, and we haven't seen him since, and I think they've been sort of keeping him fresh and keeping him in the right mind for something t- uh, a bit further in time, and he, he's, a, he's a horse that sort of it's come from a point-to-point background and I think three miles he's certainly uh, up his street uh, interesting that they're going for this I'd rather be on him at 12 than at the top three at the market on a shorter price and third wind also likewise come through the handicaps he had to try over fences and he just wasn't very good at it so they kept him to what he was good at he was um, he ran with plenty of credit in the fixed brush behind me, in fact uh, when that day he was giving him a pound uh, and even a bit more with Fergus Gillard's claim and he was fifth in the long walk where he got the better of uh, main fact in that um, ran with plenty of credit uh, just slightly got tired late on on the ground but I, I think that he's a horse of, of certain interest at eights that I think will run well in this and Tom O'Brien gets back on board
0: Yeah, I can see that I can see that uh Look, I, he's a horse I didn't like, but I napped him last time, and he, he, he did the job for us, and I think on the blind side I'll win this again. I know it's another favourite, but generally his recent form is just the most solid and probably comes at the highest level. You know, main fact, good handicapper found out last time. I still and good handicapper got found out in better races last season. Uh, third wind again a good handicapper not properly being found out yet but he will be here Uh, Ballyoptic is a you know he's a chaser and needs four miles I can buy it for Decor Elander each way I can buy it the rest are all you know not good enough and and again I I think it's it's boring me tipping a favourite but I think he wins this Itchy defeats the interesting one, obviously. You know, coming back uh, over hurdles after, you know, a year and a half worth of chasing. His most recent hurdles form, though, I know you're going back to, you know, his novice days, and then he had one run uh, where Silverstick beat him in that listed race at, sat- at Kempton, first time up. It's not at this level, and I know he's improved again as a chaser, and I can see why they're trying him over three miles. But it's one point's difference between a horse whose form is solid and beat, you know, a horse who had shown good form previously this season in Lil Rockefeller last time out to one with a few question marks to answer. God I'm be really nice about on the blind side. I never thought that'd happen.
1: <laughs> Far too nice.
0: But yeah, I, I think I, I think he'll win this, mate. I think he'll win. Uh, also, the Towton, it's normally a bad race, uh, but there's an interesting one in here, the big breakaway. Uh, Jim, I think he's each way value for the RSH race at this stage.
1: Yeah, well, I, I buy that. I, I was impressed by Eclide de uh, who won the other day at Leopardstown. Uh, I, I, I think only inexperience will probably put him off running a big race. Uh, in, in that, and you can understand the big breakaway, the form uh, behind Blue at Kempton in that quarter start, I don't think it'll be too bad, I don't know, I don't fancy him for the race on uh, Saturday, the Silly Isles, but I don't think it's that bad, uh, he jumped like a snooker table around a really sharp track that he won't enjoy, that he didn't enjoy back to weather be a nice galloping track, um, John Joe on for the first time, could be an interesting angle, uh, freshing the horse up a bit, and I think he'll take all the beating, the big breakaway in this race on Saturday. There's not a lot in opposition to him. Um, maybe you, I certainly will not put you off in fancying for the RSA.
0: I just think when I look at the RSA Antipo's betting, I'll just run through it now. Monkfish 7-4, to four, who I'm fairly confident will win. Uh, and while I won't run there, latest exhibition I've explained previously, you know, why I think he might be slightly beatable. Royal Pagai surely doesn't run if Monkfish does. Doria is tens, yeah, I can buy that. Next destination has done has done well this season, but I'd be surprised if he was much better than maybe one five seven ish Colrevia, if she runs, will run in the mess. That leaves a big breakaway uh, at 14-1. to You know, with about half of them ahead him in, in the betting, not uh, unlikely to turn up. And with clear things for this horse to improve on, I think he should be, he, he could represent value if he's able to work on them things. Because there's clearly, you know, a ridiculous engine inside him. By all rights, his jumping errors should have made him finish about fifth in the Cortal Star. You know, for, for every good leap, he puts in a shocker. But his natural ability was able to keep him there. If he, if he jumps the last two, he probably wins the Cotto Star. Yeah. And I can see Cheltenham suiting more as well. You know, look at Champ last season. Champ didn't jump well in the R- in the RSA last season. But it lends itself to a horse who is going to be strong at the finish. You know. And I think that's what he will be, no matter how, you know, how much of a disadvantage he puts himself at by making niggly errors through the race. If everything else is tiring and he's, you know, Still moving forward, still plodding on. I think he makes a three in the RSA, and I think he wins this on route. Fair enough. What a case I've made for a two-to-one favourite. Uh, anything else you'd like to talk about of the weekend, Paul? He's a fantastic Musselburgh car that, again, would be a highlight of the weekend. In over weeks, you know, Frodon's got a race named after him now as well. Uh, up there that's nice to see Scottish County hurdle Scottish champion chase Edinburgh national and it's they've, uh, it's a two day meeting as well they have you know their stay as novice hurdle the Scottish triumph Scottish supreme uh, which all really have no relevance on the ones at Cheltenham but it's nice that they exist I guess Map uh, time I reckon
1: yeah my um, after of the weekend is the big breakaway weather? Isn't he I, I think he'll take all the beating. I think it's a waft race other than him. If he jumps, he wins. Simple as my next best will come on the flat in the all weather at Kempton on Saturday night in the six thirty over two miles. A horse that we've seen uh, in national hunt sphere before, uh, but since reverted to to being on the flat, he's Ocean Wind. Um, he's in a conditions race at Kempton against uh, Prince of Aaron. Who is was third in the Melbourne Cup and always runs with plenty of credit but I feel like Prince of Ireland never really runs that well at Kempton Ocean Wind is on the upgrade um, winner of the last three and once on poly track at, at Lingfield I'm looking forward to seeing him out I think there's around 11 to 4 around about him and my reserve is in the Irish champion hurdle and Petit Bouchois.
0: Fair enough Jim I was considering Chambou to put in the nap cup. But there's so much good racing that I'm not, I'm not sure whether he'd be in my feet, whether he'd be in my feet. No, he probably has to be, a, I, I, I were halfway to, to swinging and putting hearts and trumps in there at 50s for a giggle. Because I do like, I don't mind my case for it, for a 50 to one shot. Uh, but I will irritate you when I'll double nap. Because one no. of them must win. One of them must win the big breakaway. Uh, next best also comes at, uh, comes at Sandown. Uh, it's not Chamblou, he'll be my third pick. Uh, the next best is in the 2.55 and it's Benatar, like I just mentioned. And uh, He was entered a couple of weeks ago and I made my case. Ran a fine race in a strange race uh, in the Caspian Caviar after almost two years off. This is his first time in a Class 3. The two are ahead of him in the market, let's be fair have never really, you know, ran to a level above their current marks. Benatar has, and he looked like he retained ability last time out, off top weight, class should uh, shine through. And I'm, I quite like Benatar in that 255. Shamblu uh, to round off the nap pump. Uh It also is worth mentioning that the legend that is Summergand is also out of the weekend. Uh, in the catchy stakes, which is lovely that we've got a race named after him at Linfield. Uh Fizzy Feet hopefully runs well uh, for uh, Dave Law, catchy's old owner. And uh, when will people learn, please don't back Mum's tipple, he's 15 to 2. Stick a zero on it, lads.
1: <laughs> I hope he wins just to prove you wrong.
0: Lay him. I'll lay him to you.
1: Oh, don't do that to me. <laughs>
0: No, because even you're too sensible to back mum's tipple. Uh, yeah, cracking weekend of action. Hopefully we've found something. in this. Hopefully backs uh, up what we think might happen at Cheltenham. And uh, hopefully you've enjoyed listening to this. Uh, we'll see you all again soon. Bless up.
1: See you soon. Stay safe.